Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, back here at Fenway Park, the WEEI Ness and Jimmy Fun Radio Telethon, and we continue to roll on. I want to introduce you to Meredith. Hello. You still work at uh, Brown? I do. She does. She is... uh, I, 33 years of age. I'll give you your age because it's, it's, part of right. the, it's part of the whole no story. No shame. No shame. And oh, yeah, by the way, this is her dad over here. Uh, your name is what? Uh, uh, Dick Vitale. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice to I see you. I knew I recognized your voice. Great to see yeah. you. Nice to be here Palmer. with you guys. Louis, Good to see you, Christian. Yes, euphoria. Yes, sir. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Meredith, I, I was just talking to your dad about this. I had never heard of tongue cancer, and I thought. Maybe you were a smoker, and he said no. No, so, I am not embarrassed to admit I have never been even curious enough to take a puff of a cigarette, so there's literally no chance it could have been So did you ever ask the doctors? How, why? I did. I mean, that was one of the biggest questions that I had coming out of it, because, right, like you think about, okay, how do I prevent this from ever happening again? You want to be able to address the environmental factors, and they have no explanation. Um, with oral cancer and head and neck cancer in general, um, the HPV virus is a really big cause of it. And so I think that's where they're seeing it um, in younger and younger patients. But for me, they did the pathology. There was no relation to that at all. So they really have no explanation so, for so, why. So what happened? Were you, did you just think, oh, you know, I just maybe I had some spicy food and my yeah. tongue swelled up. I yeah. mean, no. how, what happened? How did, I, how did it all come it about? It was crazy. It was... Uh, just about a year ago, um, I was away with friends for a weekend, and out of nowhere, the right side of my tongue just it, it was swollen. It was swollen, it was painful, and it had really come out of nowhere. And I have gotten canker sores a ton, like spicy foods mm-hmm. or acidic food over yeah. my life. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe it's a canker sore, yeah. and maybe it's like infected or irritated, and it just didn't go away. It sort of waxed and waned, so I let it linger, let it linger, and eventually got to a point where... Um, it was just really painful. It was obvious that nothing was, it was not going to go away on its own. So you finally decided, okay, did you go to like one of those urgent cares? Or did you actually so go to your- when it was first swollen, I went to an urgent care and the person, you know, was sort of like, well, we'll give you some pain medication, but you should get this checked out. It could be cancer. Yeah. And I laughed that <laughs> off right away. Right. You know, like, what do you mean? Like it could be cancer. That's insane. Um, that's a, that's a leap. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that seems a little much, but okay. Um, and then when it didn't go away, you start, you know, slowly Googling. Yep. Um, and so. Which is never good, no. by the way. MD.com. No, no, never good. No, because everything, I mean, every everything symptom is cancer. Is cancer yeah. But in this case, it was true. And so the more I started to look, I just started getting more and more of a sinking feeling that, no, I think, I think this is cancer. I think it, it might be really serious. You, of course, hope that's not the case. And eventually, um, I went to a, a, an ENT. I'd recently relocated to Providence, so I didn't have any doctors there. I didn't have a primary care. Um, so I got in with an ENT, and he took one look at it and said, I do surgery on Tuesday and have to biopsy this right away. So so, so what brought you to Dana-Farber? Obviously, you and your dad, you aware of the situation. You know the Jimmy Fund. You know Dana-Farber. Yeah. Was it just the knowledge of that, or was it recommended, or was it you that wanted to, to go so there? So a little bit of both. 
Um, growing up in Connecticut, we've certainly always been aware of yeah. just Dana-Farber and its name. Same with the Jimmy Fund. It's just, you know, it, it's out there. It's um, a reference point. But obviously through ESPN, we were quite fortunate to have a resource in the V Foundation. Um, so we were able to tap into just some general expertise with people who were deeply involved there. And from those conversations, it was really evident that Dana-Farber was, you know, among the top places to go. Um, and then it was actually, you know, you, you want to make sure you have a place where you feel comfortable with, you know, the quality of care you're going to get, you know, from a medical perspective, but I think also on a personal level. Um, and I had second, you know, appointments or second opinions set up. But when we actually went to Dana-Farber, just the quality of care and just the treatment we received on a personal level um, and the time the doctors took to just answer every question. I wasn't being rushed into the room, wasn't being rushed out of the room. Dr. Haddad, who was one of my doctors, I remember followed up just with a phone call. It may have even been on a weekend um, shortly after that first appointment to just see how everything was settling with me. Um, and that that experience is what made me feel like, for sure, this is where I have to go. So you didn't check out anywhere else. Nope. After that, you said, you know nope, what, I don't even it. need Good. to. This nope. is it. Cancel the second so, opinion. So nice. So <laughs> let me let me bring Dad Dad into yeah. it uh, because this is all about family, and families are affected, uh, especially when children get sick like this. But Chris, you've gone through an awful lot of tragedy. You lost your wife two years ago, and I'm wondering this period you went through, and especially when you find out that now your daughter has got cancer and you're sitting there going, what did I do wrong? Everything's well, coming no, at you, me. You know, I mean, that's a good way to, to wonder, but no, we, we lived, uh, we didn't have a lot of this for a long time, Glenn. So I always, I mean, maybe we always wondered, it can't be this good all the time. Now you don't think it goes to those depths. But in this particular case, to answer the question, and it's really her story as patient, um, once we all were comfortable, and she was comfortable, Dana Farber, more than comfortable, it was, what do we do about it? You don't really have a lot of time, and I think everybody who's been in here or you will interview for the next, you know, 36 hours or 30 hours will tell you, um, what do we do about it? Are we in great hands? Let's go. You don't really think, why merit, why our daughter, what? I can say I never can't asked myself there. why. Can't get in that why way. Me? Yeah. And, and I would think most would give a similar answer, Glenn. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, no, I never asked myself why me. And I think to your point about we've had, we've been pretty lucky mm -hmm. in a lot of ways um, throughout my whole life. And it's sort of, there are people who have it a lot worse, both that you see every day when you're in Dana-Farber for treatment or mm -hmm. just in general. So I think it's, it's short-sighted to say, yeah. what did I do? Why see, me? Because... There's little kids walking around there who certainly didn't deserve it either. So That is amazing because I know you say that, and even as you're saying that, I'm sitting there going, yeah, but you had to be sitting there at night in bed thinking why. At some point, no, never? Never, literally never. You know, even I guess hmm. even before we even started, we were sitting there talking about, you know, people coming up to you like, you're a warrior. I mean, you're, you're, just, you're a fighter, and you would say. And I just think that's. That's insane. No, I'm not. I didn't do any of the work. Like, my doctors are the warriors or the people doing research to try and cure this disease in the lab every day, you know, looking for just an answer or a way to combat this incredibly tricky and nuanced disease that is just constantly feeling like it's one step ahead of us, right? So I was just there. Well, I, I agree with you. I think, I think, but there is some inner strength that maybe you discovered you had that you never knew existed. Maybe. Once you decide that you have to be stronger and... 
I mean, maybe then you, you get support from, from people, yeah. your parents, obviously, your dad and your friends that maybe you thought, you know, it wasn't there. Yeah. I think that's a, a huge part of it because I think a lot of people would just say, woe is me. And you know what? Like, uh, it's just not worth fighting. I think it's commendable. I think you should pat yourself on the well, back. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> she... well, it's funny. And you got to be proud, right? Oh, I mean. You've seen, a lo- you've seen guys go through tons of things. Big yes. guys, just, you know, men, you know, fighting for their lives on the field and whatever. And then you sit there and your own daughter is, you know, having this huge fight of her life. That's got to bring a tear to your eye. Well, her attitude, and I don't mean to speak for her because she's here, but what do we have to do today? And, and okay, and the next week, what, what do we do about not this problem, but recovery, which is still going on, of course. I mean, the surgery is only November 1. So, um, by the way, every time we came up for, like, big things, there was always a parade, right, Meredith? Like, <laughs> yeah. The Red Sox parade was right around uh, when the surgery was. Yeah. So I guess that's good vibes, Louie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we had to come up on a big follow-up. It was the Patriots parade. Yeah, I think it was my first follow-up after the end of yeah, radiation. The Patriots had Drove up 84, parade. and the mass pack was like, oh, boy. You know, <laughs> so that was – I don't know. I'd maybe like to that think goes it hand was for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like a welcoming you back. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was lovely. So where are you today? And what is the diagnosis for today? Where, where are you? Yeah. So um, I completed uh, radiation at the end of January. So I'm, I'm a good distance away from that. And I mean, I had never had any medical issues at all, like maybe a broken finger once. But so what's been really interesting to me is just sort of see how long the recovery process is. It's... You know, I'm still struggling to eat a lot of things and, you know, my ability to swallow and drive, which is just stuff that you'd think that your body can bounce back from. And so it's a process. Um, I'm finally not in a point where I'm in pain every day, um, which is nice. Um, And the prognosis, as I understand it, is excellent. And they don't, you know, the first thing they said when they were in there after they had seen my scans was, we think we can treat this to cure this. And that's probably part of why I never was sort of, you know, down about it was I know a lot of people don't hear that from their doctors. Mm-hmm. We can treat to cure. We think we can treat to cure. Sometimes it's we'll try to give you a few more months with your family. Um, and so I have every reason to believe and they've told me that they don't they don't expect it to return. This should be it. But, you know, well, trackers think, get, so, it's tricky. Yeah, but I think they know. I mean, the statistics are unbelievable yeah. with certain forms of cancer. Yes. There are still some that they're, they're a way yeah. off of. Yeah. But this apparently is one of them. No, yeah, and it was interesting even at first just to understand the staging of cancer and how stage four for head and neck ne- isn't necessarily equivalent to stage four with lung and the prognosis and the outcome. So it's been an interesting learning experience. Um, but, yeah, you know, in assessing do I have radiation or do we not and, you know, going through, okay, what's the percent chance that it will return if I don't have radiation versus the percent chance that down the line in life I could get cancer again from the radiation and doing that sort of analysis. But... I think I should be, hopefully, in the clear. Wow. Yeah. Seven, and, and seven weeks every yeah, Monday to Friday, radiation, seven weeks, December, 32 January. Tre- yeah, mm-hmm. 32 tre- wow. And, Boom, obviously, you know, ESPN, the connection with Jimmy V, you know, and the B Foundation. Well, and here, it, this is a more local connection for us here in Boston, but we know that Jimmy V is, is big in ESPN. Just your thoughts on the whole, just the Dana-Farber and what goes on here in this city. Well, I'll give you a couple. First of all, Dana-Farber is not it, – it's local with this radio thought and everybody knowing about it for 40, 50 years. Um, but they're renowned worldwide and mm-hmm. certainly nationwide, that's for sure, and, and rightly so. 
what I love about now we got involved with the V Foundation. Jimmy died twenty five, now twenty six years ago. God, that is twenty six years yeah. ago. But his hope was to start something for cancer research. Now, the reason the V Foundation and I'm tied in with them and we do stuff and whatever. Right away they went. Well, Dana Farber would be a great, and but what they fund, which is really interesting, is really not your run-of-the-mill research. That they take a shot with this sort of. Here's a grant for a half a million dollars for something that might turn up nothing, but it's not down yeah. the highway research. Or could save millions. And so Dana Farber, there's another branch that we don't even know there. I mean, they're treating, but at the same time. I got to think that, well, I know the V and Dana-Farber in particular are connected, and they are each year making strides in different areas. Maybe next year it's a different search. Maybe it's not tongue or oncology. It's something else. But it's you got a lot of forces working, well, we, we, working we, we, for that. That's what the V Foundation yeah. does, and it, it's pretty impressive. We, we had talked to some people earlier, the CAR-T therapy, this therapy where actually your cells, actually your T-cells actually fight yeah. Cancer and the doctor was saying this came up in 2017, and they're now trying it. You know, if chemo's not working for some people, well, and they, it's, t- they take the, the cells out, basically give them you know superpowers, put them back yes. in. That's a scientific it, definition. Yes, I call yeah. them. Uh, well, he's you know, a scientist. Uh, you know, a scientist. Basically, we like to dumb it down. <laughs> yeah. We like to dumb it down here. Cancer cells, right? Performance-enhancing drugs, and they they pump you up and they throw you back in and say, "Go get them." Well, when I did Christian's highlights in prime time. So he's look, the tight end slash scientist is open for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm open, I'm open. <laughs> do it to me, Tom. But I mean these how they come up with even an angle to, to do that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like Star Trek. Thousand other things that were accomplished twenty years ago that they couldn't have done ten years previous. There's a lot of death just, sentences out there that are no longer. Yeah. A lot. Hey, you and I were talking about that, Chris, before mm-hmm. they came on here. And I was doing these things back in the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s. Back in the 50s, right? In, <laughs> do you, with 18, 1860. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Glendon so, Black and White Radio. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. But back in those days, you know, it, it pretty much was a death sentence. They came a in, they told you the story, and, you know, next year you'd come back and say, well, they're no longer with us. They're no longer mm-hmm. with us. Now it's just the opposite. Just the opposite. We're seeing tremendous Not enough still. Not enough yet. Still with certain cancers. You know, that is still pancreatic cancer is still an issue. Lung cancer, part of that is still, still an issue. But in a lot of cancers, they have really got it down now yeah. to where it's like curing well, the flu. But it's, it takes unbelievably talented surgeons, yep. nurses. Yep. It's not only the head guy. It, nope. it, it's no. unbelievable Scientists, researchers. Right? Research is great, but yep. unless you can do it. Exactly. It doesn't help you, right, right. Well, I mean, research in this sort of field, at the risk of sounding like I'm coming in hot with, like, a fundraising pitch because I'm really not intending to. Like, well, it's okay. You can. Well, we can do that. <laughs> no, you, you can, can do it. Go on. Don't be shy. Um, but, I mean, doing this sort of research is not inexpensive. And hiring the best and brightest, you know, from across the world, it, you have to be able to incentivize people to come there. And, and the equipment, it, it's just all very expensive. And so the funding that the Jimmy Fund provides is, you know, exceptionally significant because to cure this, it is, it, it's not going to be cheap. So um, we had, we had, a, mm-hmm. a, we had a, a doctor researcher came in here, I believe, two years ago. And we asked him specifically what the process is. Mm-hmm. And he said, I come in, 
with a team of people every single day, and we try something out. And most days, matter of fact, virtually every single one of those days, year after year after year, fails. Mm -hmm. And we keep on doing it. And then eventually we hope that we're going to come up with it. And in his case, they finally came up with a cure with a specific cancer. But it took like, I think he said 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. Now think of all of the research that's done, how much that cost every single day to fail. To fail. Because you know that if you continue to fail, eventually Mm -hmm. you're going to succeed. It's unbelievable. It it is. And the will to fail for 12 years and stay at it, I mean, that's... An athlete, they don't give you 12 you sound years. Like hey, right, well. <laughs> it sounds like my career. There. It sounds like an all-star, uh, you know. What are you talking baseman. about? Tom Brady's having no problem sustaining a career. He's not having any issues. He's 42. Super cells. So, Boomer, you, you, you're doing a game tonight, right? I'm doing, I, uh, it was a real nice phone call from Joe and EEI right around the holidays, not knowing that this was going on at the time. And I wanted, This is just an interesting call. We, we need you know, would you be interested in being a guest announcer? And then we're, we're hiring 10, 8, 12. 37. Along with there was 37 when they were done. Well, and I, you know, hey, you want to do it? We said five games. And I, but I looked at these two. I didn't tell him why yet. I knew this was Radiothon time. It's the Phillies. And I, Bryce Harper wouldn't sign yet. But I, I kind of, I was the swami there, you know. And, and, um, but I did three at Memorial Day with Cleveland with Joe. And, you know, Joe is, he's, uh, he's a, uh, he's the best. He's a Connecticut boy, first of all. Yep. You know, yep. Joe Castiglione. He's, he's, a, he's a civic treasure. Mm-hmm. And Louie did a game with us. And you know, it was a nice four and a half hour game. So I get to do <laughs> It wasn't Louie's fault. We get to do the next two. And, uh. I will say this, and it's not for me, but it's like Meredith said, at the um, fault of not being a fundraiser, whatever it is that I make from these five games is all going to the Jerry Fund. Good for you. So that doesn't make – that's not – So $100 apart. total. <laughs> <laughs> minimum wage. <laughs> After a minimum. Doesn't matter. I don't that's even very know. nice. But the, yeah. but the point is, if it's $5, if it's time, yeah. if it's energy, it doesn't matter, right, Meredith, to, to – to help the folks, and I'll say one more thing, and then I'll let Meredith carry it out, is that from my angle, and a lot of times she's in the middle, every person we met, to her point from the very beginning, at Dana-Farber, from the top of the top, from Dr. Haddad and Dr. Nino did the surgery, and Dr. Tischler, and then Maureen, and the nurses, and the, onco- and the radio, I could mention other names, yeah. to the folks parking cars, to the people bringing you from point A to point B when... Everyone in there doesn't want to be there. You're nervous. Mm-hmm. Here's fa- from point A to point B with a smile, even if they're having a bad... I never saw every level of person in Dana-Farber. I, I, well, that's I take, true. I, I take my hat off. Yeah. No, you're right. That was an eye-opener. Right. Not surprisingly, yeah. but just an eye-opener. Yeah. No, you're Isn't that right. fair to say? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I the mean, valet is great, isn't it? The valet, <laughs> no, the valet well, I mean, is but amazing. <laughs> but I mean, you know, this is not a, an industry where you would expect to receive such exemplary customer service. I've received far worse customer service at places from customer service representatives <laughs> for other places. And so that, yeah. I mean, that's really the line of work I'm in is I pay attention to that sort of stuff and was really unbelievably impressed um, by that. Unbelievable story. Um, and I, again, I had never heard of uh, 
tongue cancer before, yeah. and no. it's unbelievable, it's and you had never heard of it, and then no. suddenly one day, boom, but again, but, but, and you're not a smoker. I think that yeah, was that's, that's that's the first thing I would say. Thing. Well, I mean, it's a pack a day, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. No, it's it's crazy. It's bizarre. I mean, I will say we have the unfortunate but also good fortune of having in Chris Mortensen um, from ESPN. More, yep. Um, yep. Went through an unbelievable. I mean, he is a warrior, an unbelievable yep. battle, and he still yep. goes through throat that. cancer. Yeah, yep, for throat, but it was base of tongue, and so the same sort of thing, head and neck, and so it was fortunate to be able to have some personal resources. But just seeing, yeah, tongue cancer. Well, thank you very much for, yeah. for so sharing much. your story, yeah, so that people you. could hear it out there, and hopefully, people will pick up the phone at eight seven 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 three eight one two three four or text us. K cancer to two zero two two two, and thanks for bringing this old guy uh, yeah, into the right. into the booth. It You're was nice welcome. to nice to see him again. All right, thank you very much, thanks, both guys. of you. Thanks, okay, thanks, Meredith. Meredith. Congrats. Thank Keep you. it going. We take a break and then we come back live from Fenway Park right here on the W E E I Nesson Jimmy Fun Radio Telethon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 